This is Julie D, and you're listening to the Nordonia We Need to Talk Podcast Network, brought to you by NordoniaHills.News, recorded in the Gary Miller Studio. Cleveland Sports Podcast starts now. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another fun-filled episode of the Cleveland Sports Show with me, Darius Sethna. I have a lot of interesting things to talk about with you today. Um, first, uh, to kick off our uh, meet our show for this weekend, uh, we have a, I have a salute for Manu Ginobili, the uh, veteran for the San Antonio Spurs, announced his retirement on the, uh, Monday, the 27th of August. Um, playing uh, for the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, definitely a lot of people say that he's one of the best competitors that this game has ever seen, um, and I hold no different opinion to that. Um, as we could see even in his last season, when he, uh, when even though they lost to the Warriors in five games, Manu Ginobili still played with a great uh, chip on his shoulder and proved to everyone that uh, international players can be just as dominant and just as special as those uh, Americans who uh, play in the NBA. So I just want to say a great thank you to Manu Ginobili for all of his dedicated hard work um, in the NBA for the numerous years that he's played for the San Antonio Spurs, which is a huge reason of why they're one of the uh, classiest organizations in the NBA even to this day. Now I want to one the next point that I want to get into for today is I want to talk about because this is the Cleveland Sports Show, not the San Antonio Sports Show. Let's get into some talk about the Cavs. And this week, I want to talk about their financial, uh, their financial situation now with the fact that LeBron has left for Los Angeles. Some of you may be wondering, well, where are the Cavs now financially? Because we knew that with LeBron there, um, they were exceeding the salary cap. So here's what I have uh, to share with you today. Uh, th- for this upcoming season, the NBA has set their salary cap, their overall salary cap, um, to the league, a $109.0 million. Now, some of you may be asking who aren't very familiar with this show, what in fact is a salary cap? A salary cap is a limit that the NBA sets um, to give for certain organizations such as the Cavs to give to their players. So in this case, if you cannot exceed $101.9 million or else you'll have to pay a luxury tax, um, for that specific player that you have. So for example, because LeBron James, one Kyrie Irving, and one Kevin Love were all together with the Cavaliers, those are all max players, and therefore the Cavs were exceeding the salary cap uh, phenomenally, making them having to pay luxury taxes. But now with Kyrie Irving gone and LeBron James gone, that only means that Kevin Love is the last of the three standing all-stars in the land right now. Um, This year, the Cavaliers will be Paying Kevin Love twenty-four million uh, one hundred and nineteen thousand and twenty-five dollars uh, just for this year. Uh, if you can remember a few weeks ago when the Cavs signed Kevin Love to his four-year extension deal, um, that deal is a total of one hundred forty-four million five hundred nineteen thousand and twenty-five dollars. Uh, so definitely Kevin Love, as a lot of us would imagine, is the only All-Star left now on the Cleveland Cavaliers therefore is going to be the highest paid player. Now if you're interested, and I was actually a little bit surprised by who were the second best, uh, the second two uh, top paid uh, on the Cavaliers, it's actually George Hill coming in at number two and then Tristan Thompson at number three. Uh, George Hill's making about 19 million this year for the Cavs 
Uh, with Tristan Thompson and his contract, he will be making approximately $18 million, uh, for the upcoming season. And like I said, a lot of uh, financial pressure taken off the Cavaliers with the loss of LeBron James. Um, with other looming contracts, especially for Ronnie Hood, who's still a free agent, we'll, we'll see with all the um, off-season drama what's going to happen, especially with the NBA season kicking off in about less than a month here. Now, what I want to get into is some of you may have not heard of this. It's called a depth chart. And ESPN on their website, uh, when you look up the NBA, they have depth charts. And a depth chart essentially gives every NBA position, so basketball, so you have your point guard, your shooting guard, power forward, small forward, and center. They each list out uh, specific players who play in that position, how many of each team, uh, or sorry, how many in that specific team uh, of that specific position can play. So, for example, they'll give us the starting lineup, the predicted starting lineup. Uh, this is this uh, is if Tyron Lue doesn't make any changes to his smarting, starting lineup. Uh, we have starting at our point guard. No surprise there, George Hill, like he did uh, after the tra- that huge trade in February, was the starting point guard. Uh, shooting guard, J.R. Smith, is still on his contract here in Cleveland. Small forward, uh, interestingly, is Kyle Korver. We know his shooting ability. A lot of us would think maybe he's a backup shooting guard or a starting shooting guard. But in this case, he's starting uh, in what LeBron's former position was, a small forward. Power forward, of course, no surprise, the big the big money man, Kevin Love. And then center, the third highest paid player on the Cavaliers, Tristan Thompson. Now, those are the primary uh, starter uh, positions for the Cavs, hence why they're called the starting lineup. Now, in second, they have the second, uh, the backup, the bench players, essentially. Who's going to fill in that second spot uh, for that specific position? So, for example, in the point guard position, like I stated, George Hill is the uh, starting point guard. But once George Hill is out, who's going to fill in that role? And in this case, it's the Cavs' eighth pick over this summer, Colin Sexton will be taking over that role once George Hill comes off the bench or something else is specified to happen. Colin Sexton is um, will be assigned the point guard duties. Uh, now for shooting guard, uh, Jordan Clarkson will be coming off the bench for J.R. Smith, according to ESPN. Like I said, this is much this is before the season's even started. This is what ESPN has paneled out. Their best analysts. Uh, posi- analyzing which positions these players play. Are they guards or are they forwards? Um, and like I said, Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench uh, as the second st- uh, starter for the shooting guard. Now in small forward, Chetty Osman, who had a big year in his rookie season for the Cavaliers this year, will be replacing Kyle Korver. And in the power forward position, Larry Nance Jr., who is generally a cent- plays that center role that we know, um, but is also versatile. Uh, in the mid-range area as well. He will be coming off, uh, coming out for Kevin Love um, as well in the power forward position. And then last but certainly not least, one of the more important positions and one of the dying positions in the game, the center, uh, Ante Zizic is the only backup right now, as of now, for the Cavs. Um, he will be replacing Tristan Thompson. So that clears the whole, uh, that clears the center slot. Um, going back to power forward, Sam Decker, who the Cavs acquired in early August, will be the third option in the power forward position. Uh, Channing Fry, who re-signed with the Cavs uh, in early July, will have the 
third backup position to small forward. Uh, David Nwaba, who the Cavs acquired from the Chicago Bulls, will be the third uh, shooting guard, the third standing shooting guard. And then finally, from the Atlanta Hawks, Isaiah, T- Isaiah Taylor will be filling out that third point guard position. And that's essentially what a depth chart is. It analyzes um, in terms that who's better, basically the best player in that specific position. They organize players who play a specific position and basically organize them who's the best. So, for example, the shooting guard position, ESPN obviously thought that Kyle, out of Kyle Korver, Chetty Osman, and Channing Fry, that Kyle Korver was the best small forward, and Chetty Osman was the second best, Channing Fry being the least uh, valuable option, making him the third. And that's essentially what a depth chart is. Um, now, what I was wondering, I don't know if any of you want to answer. If, now, I know this show goes on YouTube, so if you have any questions related to a depth chart, how does it work, um, please feel free to leave a comment below answer, like answering your, uh, so I can answer your specific question related to a depth chart or any other of the financial aspects that I've talked about today concerning the Cavs. And I also have a couple questions to give back to you if you do have any questions for me. Two major questions that I have for you uh, from this week's show is, what are you, what is your overall opinion on how the financial aspect of this year will turn out for the Cavs? Are you, uh, are you looking forward to now them having more cap space, being able to possibly sign some more players? Or is it a negative aspect because you know that not a lot of players will want to come to Cleveland to play for the Cavaliers? Just interested, what is your overall opinion on how the new financial look for the Cavs uh, will turn out for the season. And my second question for you is who are some other players that you think the Cavaliers are going to consider to re-signing or possibly looking out for uh, before the new season uh, gets going? Essentially a backpedal from the first question. Like I said, who do you think they'll be able to find and what are some of their best options, especially in the center position because they only have one backup center in Ante Zizic replacing Tristan Thompson. So definitely interested to see what you guys have to say on the new look Cavaliers and how they're going to be able to be successful this season without LeBron James. Again, huge salute to Manu Ginobili in his uh, many years with the San Antonio Spurs. Um, definitely one of the best competitors that this game has ever seen. Definitely one of the best international players that the NBA has seen for a long, long time. So we say thank you to Manu Ginobili, and please don't forget, if you have any questions about any uh, depth charts, I'll feel feel free to ask, and I will definitely answer those questions. And like I said, who are some other players that you think the Cavaliers should sign or consider re-signing, like Channing Fry, uh, in order to have the best possible season this year and prove that they can still be a successful team, even with the loss of LeBron? And last night, the Nordonia Knights varsity football team, with another surprising win, uh, this time a convincing destruction of the Woodridge Bulldogs last night. This improves the Knights to 2-0 and on the season, which makes it more surprising that they were both wins on the road. Now, the Knights will be coming back this upcoming Friday for their first of five home games of the season. Next, uh, this upcoming Saturday, after their 44-13 victory last night over the Woodridge Bulldogs, they will be taking on the Mayfield Wildcats in their home opener um, at Boliance Stadium. So the Knights will hopefully um, ho- are hoping to go 3-0 and on the season. 
uh, which would give them more wins than they had last year. So definitely major improvements here for the Nordonia Knights. Uh, so if the Knights are able to win and go 3-0 and this upcoming Friday, that means they will uh, have a better winning percentage, more wins than they did last year. So definitely keep up the good work, Nordonia, and best of luck for next Friday's uh, varsity football match. Thank you guys for tuning in this weekend uh, for the, another great episode of the Cleveland Sports Show. I will look forward to the next podcast next Saturday. Thank you very much. Have an awesome Labor Day weekend, and I will see you next week.